In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, and it's a post-game edition today. Very excited to the post-game edition of the Browns and the Philadelphia Eagles after a couple days of practice. They went over to the stadium, avoided a deluge of rain that looked like it was going to be a soaker all day, but the rain held out, and the Browns and Eagles were able to play the score regardless, but the fact is the Browns lost. So now the season is completely over, and now we can look forward to next year and see what they look like uh, in the next season starting in 2023. Right, Daryl Ryder? Right? Welcome to Game Day Cleveland. No preseason champion T-shirts for the Browns this year. Sorry. Oh, I'm just so bummed out. I'm just I, <laughs> like, I, I think the season's over. By the way, the name of the podcast is It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, why don't you knock yourself out and subscribe to the podcast? We'd love to have you as we give you a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's going on with the Browns and, you know, especially between the Browns themselves and what's going on with the media too. So that's, it's a little bit of my favorite part of the podcast that we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. And if you're just joining us for the first time, we'll welcome aboard. And if you want to be a part of this at game day, CLE on Instagram or Twitter, Daryl, your initial reaction to preseason game number two, where we did not see Deshaun Watson or Jacoby Brissett. And that was by design. And we didn't see a lot of familiar faces. This was basically the fourth preseason game. Remember the old fourth preseason games where you needed your depth chart. You needed a program or a roster. So you knew who was on the field. And there were a couple of guys that played for both teams today that weren't on the flip card. But um, (laughs) (laughs) like I said, welcome to preseason game number four. This is number two. But uh, before we get into that, can we go into the philosophy of that? Why, Why did four become two? Well, uh, a couple of reasons. One, they had two joint practices with the Eagles. So all the stuff that they wanted to rep, right, they got to rep with uh, Jacoby Bursett and Deshaun Watson in those practices. Two, let's be honest about it, the field just got put in, like, last Tuesday after the concert, um, which, by the way, held up fantastic. I thought it was going to be a cow pasture by the end of the game, especially with the forecast being what it is. Best. Well, they had the they had the tarp on until I think probably like eleven eleven a.m. They took they yeah. took the, they took the tarp off at eleven a.m. because people had to get on the field and start warming up. So they kept it on as long as possible. They got a little uh, got a little wet pregame, but was able to dry out, and so the field came through. Uh, pretty, pretty well grounds crew did a, a great job. They always do. But, um, so that's another reason why guys, uh, a lot of guys, uh, didn't play. And then the other thing too, is is preseason game. Number three, Andy is going to be your dress rehearsal. Like next week is going to be kind of treated like a game week, right? Uh, right. Browns are technically, uh, mostly off on Monday. Uh, we'll, we'll speak with Kevin Stefanski, uh, via zoom, but, um, there's no player availability. We'll uh, visit with them Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, off Friday, because, of course, they will then play uh, Saturday night. Uh, Friday night at First Energy Stadium, Mentor v. St. Ignatius, if you're looking for something to do. So uh, the new grass, going to get a workout already here uh, early. And then, of course, they get a lot of time uh, because they open the season on the road. So they'll have plenty of time to to get that field in shape uh, for uh, the home opener. and. Uh, Look for Brownie the Elf, one it, a, an iteration of Brownie the Elf at midfield. I'm feeling pretty. That's I've not been told anything. That is my prediction. That is my gut feeling. Uh, that for Brownie, game one, not for this week though, right? Right, right. Okay. So uh, because they're gonna the big reveal will take place uh, 
for the home opener, but my gut tells me that enough fans have will vote for one of the versions of Brown and the Yellow. What do you? What's your? Is it the running one or the over the center one? I'm hoping the it is the. One. I'm hoping it is the original. The running one. The, the, the 1946 Heisman pose looking running elf. Uh, yeah, the field did. Cool. The, the field did look more football than the you know brownie just standing there holding it. So yeah, the field looked extremely generic today. But you're right. I mean, I give the grounds crew a ton of credit because I mean it was just. I was like, are they going to be able to play today? It was like, do you really want to put these guys at risk? It was was, bad. I mean, I was waiting for chunks of sod to come up. Uh, They, uh, from I understand, they little thicker bed on the sod to help it. Joe Thomas kept talking about the the amount of sand they had. Like, I just, in the pregame show on Browns Radio Network, I asked him just, just, you know, what's it like to play on this turf? And he goes, this turf is nowhere near what I played on just because of all the sand they use underneath and its ability to – soak up moisture and be more flexible and be able to do some. I give them a lot of credit because I, I mean, realize I don't even know three, four years ago, that field would have been like, like Chicago was. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, so they, they did a really, really good job getting that thing uh, playable and ready to go. And um, you know, right after the game, they get out there with their, their machines to, to clean up all the loose stuff that got all, or as I call it, the divots, right? Please replace right. the divots. Uh, they went through, they got all the divots out and, uh, you know, put down new stuff so that that can uh, grow in uh, this week. But um, so th- those were the two big reasons why, though. We we didn't see starters, didn't need to see them. They'd already practiced. And, uh, again, uh, weather forecast slash potential field conditions. Um, and, then, and, and, again, need to see some of these guys that are on the roster bubble here as Kevin Stefanski talked about after the game, some tough decisions that they're going to have to make because that third preseason game, that's the dress rehearsal. They don't play for like over two weeks. Once that preseason game happens, they will not play until September 11th. So they basically have two weeks of practice and that's it, right? I mean, usually it used to be like it was 10 days between eight and 10 days before the season opener because you'd play that fourth and final preseason game. It'd be on a Thursday night. You get the weekend off to cut down your roster, and then it usually was Labor Day, right? Labor Day used to be the first, quote, official practice of week one, and then, boom, that following weekend is your your week one game. So a uh, lot of time uh, until the, the actual season opener, though. So that's why Stefanski lined up the playing time the way he did, which I thought was pretty smart on his part. All right, I, I want to talk about Josh Jobs, Josh Dobbs, and I want to talk about Josh uh, Rosen here in a second. But Daryl, I, I, I mean, I just know it. I know how the city is. I know what <laughs> the greatest, the greatest job in the city of Cleveland is to be the backup quarterback. And it seems like Josh Dobbs wrapped that up, and it's going to put pressure on Jacoby Brissett to look good in the final preseason game and to look good in the beginning of the season because you do know. As soon as I say 216-578-0092, that people will be saying, why is Josh Dobbs not starting? It's why are coming. we not? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they'll be saying, why was there not a quarterback competition in training camp to replace? Oh, yeah. Why didn't they get that different? Different. Um, and I gotta say this too, because I, I I just if you can't like Josh Dobbs or Jacoby Brissett, just like his people, then you are the most insufferable, miserable person on the planet. I know there are a lot of people that don't like Josh Rosen. I heard them sitting in front of me in the press box today. Well, notice I didn't say Josh Rosen. I said <laughs> Josh Dobbs and I said Jacoby Brissett because those are the two guys we're talking about right now. 
they are just two of the most genuine down to earth guys uh, that I, I would, they're coming close to getting to my like top 15 favorite guys to be really they're just wow. that they're just that easy uh you know to talk to and they don't have chips on their shoulder and they're not jaded and and, and those type of things but Dobbs these last two games the Jacksonville game and this like the offense woke up in Jacksonville as soon as he got on the field they started scoring points Sunday afternoon Four drive, you know, four drives, points on the board each time. So, you know, two touchdowns, two field goals. Like, how can you argue with that? Um, I would have liked, and we can talk about this a little later. The, the, the one thing I would have liked at the end of the first half, if they would have run a play instead of kicking a 19-yard field goal. I've seen Cade York kick 60-yard field goals in practice. He did it today I, before the game. I'm not not overly concerned about him needing work. Now, Stefanski did mention that. He felt that it was important to run that operation, uh, the 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 place kicking operation uh, again, snap snapper holder, all all that. So so I get it, but and I and I fully admit I'm totally nitpicking. But one second on the clock, it's a preseason game. No one gives a crap about the final score. Go ahead and get yourself one extra red zone snap there. And by the way, awesome job by the the timekeeper. Because the play before was run with four seconds, three seconds on the block, yeah. and it only took three seconds for Dobbs to throw a fade that was incomplete. So outstanding job, First Energy Stadium timekeeper, to get that extra second on the clock so the field goal unit could come out and kick a 19-yard field goal. But I would have liked to see a re- another red zone play there just so you could rep it. And You, you and the section in front of me, my friend. Okay. You and the section in front of me. All right, let's do this. Let's Does come back. We'll talk. Say that again. <laughs> hey, does that mean I'm wrong because the the folks in front of you, you were disagreeing with quite a bit? Well, what's today. amazing is you had the same the same concept as the people in front of me who are um, having a little bit of fun and drinking yeah, a little bit. A little not bit buying of, Josh uh, Rosen jerseys in the team shop. Apparently, I didn't see any Josh Rosen t-shirts. I did see. You know what's funny? I only saw one Deshaun Watson t-shirt. That was the only, and I only saw it in one of their stores. I thought it was super interesting. Maybe we'll bring that up a little bit later. Oh, I want to get into play got, calling. We, we got to talk about your reintroduction to the press box. All right, let's do that when we come back. We'll do that in a second. You're listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the show. We're going to talk more uh, the aftermath of preseason game number two, the epic battle, the football game of all football games that were played today after 1 o'clock and before 4 o'clock. That's coming up on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. 